0: to The Wellbeing and Career World podcast. I'm delighted to be chatting with Michaela Chernikova. Michaela wants to support talented game changers to accept their power, vulnerability, and emotions, being in tune with their body, emotions, mental space, and life call. Being free from unhealthy dynamics, starting with food and habits, continuing in relationships, job, or life. Michaela wishes for society our physical, mental, and emotional health, joy, and lightness. That way, people can live their mission fulfill the potential and feel the connection with one another and nature itself. From creating your personal healthy space, powerful evolution follows. Michaela holds a PhD in cell biology from the Faculty of Medicine, Charles University in Prague. On today's podcast, we'll be chatting about resilience. A very welcome to the podcast, Michaela Chernikova. How are you today, Michaela?
1: Hi David, thank you so much for having me here, um, I'm doing very well and I'm excited for <laughs> <Brilliant. are> you.
0: <laughs> I am doing absolutely super duper, so okay let's get this started right now. Where are you right now on planet Earth?
1: So right now I'm in Czech Republic, um, we have wonderful weather, uh, quite warm surprisingly, um, so yeah. That's, that's where I am.
0: <laughs> cool. So I give you a bit of brief introduction about your background. So can you let the listeners know more about yourself? Uh,
1: so I have always been curious about growth and mindset and body movement and philosophy. So from very early age, I was uh, searching and looking for some some uh, philosophy that I can stick with and some uh, healthy coping mechanisms. Uh, and, you know, I grew up in a family where it was not always so happy and not always like rainbows and unicorns. Uh, and um, my parents, they, they struggled themselves with uh, with their own habits and their own uh, connection with the food. So from very early age, I actually heard those sentences that stick with me uh, for, for many years later, such as. Um, you will be fed because we have it in our teens (laughs) or uh, (laughs) you will be uh, you will be sick because from our father's side there will be uh, diabetes and from our mother's side there will be cancer (laughs) and it's quite harsh isn't it Um, so
0: yeah that's very harsh
1: (laughs) 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 <laughs> yeah good start <laughs> yeah but i'm telling this because we sometimes are not aware that these sentences can like come into our subconscious mind and it stick with us and for for my case i i was like no this is not happening to me <laughs> i i don't want to live this life and when i was uh, actually struggling with my weight management i was thinking like oh i'm now in that age like is this (laughs) is this what is really happening like like the prophecy that i was told and i was like yeah um so so i didn't want it and i turned myself a lot into exercise and it was working like i had like nice working techniques coping mechanisms and stuff like that and long story short uh life hits me, right? Like there, every everyone has some struggles and there is a lot of stress at school environment, a lot of stress that we experience at the job. Uh, then we can experience grief when we lost someone close, relationships are not working. So in those moments, I noticed that uh, I need to come back to my habits because I Slipped away. So what I realized and understood is that to keep the routines and habits and health sustainable, um, it's important to understand our emotions uh, when these shakeups are happening, and it's really important to live life that is fulfilled. And when when we actually are living this fulfilled life. Um, then like no outward experience can really shake us. So no COVID pandemic, no drama at work, no toxic relationships, like nothing will shake you up because you have that power and that strength within yourself. So so this is uh, something that I want people to know, that they are totally capable and like basically sky is the limit. (laughs) So, uh, so yeah. can, Michaela,
0: can I ask you then, so when, when you, you heard these comments about, you know, what's your weight and kind of mm. be healthy, I mean, at what, at what age were you when you first heard that, that comment?
1: Uh, you know, I was, like, very little. I was, like, 10 years old, 10, 12, 12 I think, like something like this.
0: And did you feel that pressure already? I mean, for a 10-year-old, I mean, I have, I have uh, children myself and Mm -hmm. I, I, I mean, sometimes I suppose as parents will say something that's kind of like a joke.
1: Yeah. You might think
0: it's a joke, but as a, as a 10 year old, obviously they take a lot of information on board and they might be more sensitive. And so, I mean, for you at 10 years of age, do you think even now has, has that made you kind of, did you harden up quicker? Does that make sense? Did you become tougher quicker?
1: Oh, um, I think it was totally strengthening me because I like had to work through it. Uh, I was always very sensitive, and uh, I saw that sensitivity as struggle for me because I always heard you have to toughen up, you have to be more strong, and. Um, I thought that I really have to soften up and I have to be strong. So, so I was going on this journey of uh, self-exploration and sometimes expose myself to uh, new things. And I think this really helped me. Um, And, you know, with, with parents, I like what you say, like, there, there will always be something, you know, like my parents have me when they were 18, so they wow, young. They have like very, you know, if I would have kids when I was 18, I would not have such awareness to... <laughs> Think yes. About the patterns that I am like giving my <laughs> my kids, you know. Yes. So so it's it's always like this, and we all react differently to to these things. So that's the shift that is happening, like to be aware of of that pattern and make the shift, like to be aware that we can change it and we can choose who we want to be. It's not that we are born this way and we will react this way until end of our life, but we are. You know, uh, creating ourselves basically every morning, every minute we we are making decisions. Who are we going to be?
0: It's interesting, Michaela, because, you know, you first heard to say these comments when you're 10 and it's it's you still remember them. So it's it's kind of it's unfortunate because the 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 your your family members in this. I mean, what is your relationship like with your family members? Are they aware? Of how you felt?
1: I think that they took it you know it's um okay so so my relationship is I think healthy at this moment. Good good. Yeah yeah Uh, and um you know like I don't want they feel guilty and bad about it because like I dealt with it and it happened and like there is no point to expose them with this but for me it's like to be maybe a little bit more aware uh, of what I'm telling myself um, because what I'm telling myself that's my limiting belief, that's my belief that I live in and it can affect other people so for my job this is crucial and I have to be so much aware of it and that is also why I constantly expose myself to <laughs> to uh, self exploration and yes. uh, and also coaching because I want to grow and I want to um, like be a better person uh, and lead by example. So that's what I do. Yeah. So for me, there is no point to like tell them what they did and what they didn't. But we can focus on future and what we want to build. Actually.
0: And the positives. Yeah, no, you are you're, you're right, because I think even even myself growing up, um, I I was into sports and mm-hmm. sometimes friends say or, or team teammates, they used to say stuff or I would say stuff to them. Yeah. yeah. And you would think at the time it was like a joke or it, it was kind of fun funny, but you don't realize until later on that maybe they took it a different way. You know, and I think it's it is words sometimes, especially in today's world, words sometimes hurt more than than physical actions. Does that make sense? So yeah. sometimes what we say to somebody, we think that's ah, only a joke, but to them it might really hurt. So um, it's uh, yeah know, it's just, it's just it's very fascinating to hear you there. One question I want to ask you before we move on to the main topic is um, what's the Czech Republic like? So if I was going, I mean I've been there. I'm gonna, I've been mm-hmm. there. But for other people that want to go on holiday, what's it like? <laughs> what's what's it like? Give them a, a sixty second overview of the Czech Republic. I mean, I I think it's I think it's it's beautiful, but I'm biased. You go ahead.
1: <laughs> so um, like many people go there because of beer and food. Yes, <laughs> uh, and, and that is also why I choose this topic, because we like food is the basic that we are nourished from. And uh, we sometimes take uh, like normal that we are addicted to sugar. Um, so so and, and it's in my country is with the beer, for instance, it's normal to drink beer and it's cheaper than uh, than water. Oh, wow! Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> and I mean, I don't want to shame, put shame on beer. Like I don't have problem with it, but I'm not doing to myself. I don't drink beer, and um, it's a lot of sugar and doesn't make me feel any better. So, so not for me. But uh, but if you want to try, like you are more 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 than welcome. And for me, what I really love is the nature that we have here. Um. When I was in Sweden, like this was really big issue in the country that you can be free to explore nature. So in my country, I took it for granted, uh, and I didn't realize that it's actually such a gift to go out to the nature. Yes, uh, and not everyone has, uh, you know, the opportunity to be in really wild nature. So, so I think we have like really beautiful mountains, a lot of activities, quite easy access to sport, I think, um, so...
0: So brilliant, so generally, you, you the Tourism Board of the Czech Republic now, they need to pay you money because you've given them a 60-second boost to the economy, okay? <laughs> <laughs> <So> yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: you've promoted, you promoted the Czech Republic, so well done you. So, okay, <laughs> let's move on then. So our main topic today is resilience. So can you just explain in your own opinion, or your own words, what is resilience?
1: Yeah, so we we can have a look on it from many different points of view, from psychological point of view, we can see it as our um, physical, mental and emotional flexibility and ability to adjust to some external and internal triggers. Uh, we can have a look on it as ability to recover from some uh, difficult experience or even from some traumatic experience. And I love to look at it from perspective of Daria. If you remember the series uh, about this high schooler, very sarcastic high schooler and and uh, she was uh, growing up in school where uh, she was not really fit in. She did not really fit in in her home environment. She was always black sheep. So her coping mechanism was this sarcasm and humor. Right. And she was she was like good with with it. She was very good. And she was telling like what does not kill you makes you stronger. Yes, true. <laughs> and, and so so this is actually like one way how I am looking on resilience. Like uh, when I want to push myself a little bit I'm thinking like does it kill me no I'm going to do it uh, so so we can have a look on it as a um, set of coping strategies um, and, and social skills uh, part part would be the humor that we have it, it will be the confidence that we build up it will be also the connection uh, that we create with other people so that goes with the social skills as well and um, how we uh, control our emotions or whether the emotions are controlling us. So I would say that it is kind of set of skill set that we build up when we are facing some difficult situations in, in life. And from from like perspective of biology, like uh, I like to watch ants <laughs> and okay. I, <laughs> Ants, and, okay and there is reason why i i want to say this because ants are very social and they they struggle a lot with many different things they are uh, they have their own agriculture they have job division uh, they live in a huge number so uh, if you uh, live in such a huge number all together it's basically party time for all parasites and uh, and viruses. So, so they, they are really resilient in the sense that they have self-medication system. And um, uh, they make like something about 9 million interactions per day. Wow. And they interact mainly to work together. They don't interact to like make friends and chat and stuff like that but they want to work (laughs) together you know so so and and create this collaboration so the unity is working so so they are safe as a united um, a united um, bunch or how to say So, so i love to to see this as really nice trait of being resilient and um, I heard from Josh Leslie, who is studying ants, and he was talking about reorientation of our society and he was talking that uh, we should make a shift from the questions, how can I get the most value for me into the question, how can I add most value for all of us? So I think this is nice perspective how we can you know, have a look on our society and being more resilient.
0: Can can I ask then, Michaela, so in comparison to ants, are Mm. humans known to be more resilient than ants, for example? I mean, you mentioned there that, like, in terms of interactions per day or that an ant, or an ant, uh, is it an ant colony? Is that what they call them? Are they a colony? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Would, would, Would they have, I mean would humans, especially now with technology, are we that way now compared to many years ago? would would we would we be as resilient as ants are?
1: So you know what happened with the Covid pandemic? like, this is like a little shakeup in the system, right? Yes. And what was the cause of it? So I think we have actually um, a little bit more work to do in this resiliency as as, uh, as this united package. <laughs> uh, and ants are here much more longer time than the than human are. But the human has amazing... Ability to decide who we want to be and how we want to react. Yes. And we'll not decide to, to be shark or to be lion. This is actually also what my, my teacher told me, that, that this is actually our superpower. To uh, And I start to think about it more and, and I really love it because we can decide really every day who we want to be, how we want to react. So we can make shift immediately and create totally new story and and this is something that that fascinates me and makes me think like this is wonderful and and then there is the second thing that we are able to laugh we have such a strong connections to everything around us and we feel that we we just feel everything so our emotions are super important and can can be huge power that drives us and create this, that inner strength if we know how we can work with them.
0: Yeah, brilliant, brilliant uh, uh, information and, and, and advice. I mean, when we talk about, I don't know if you had um, this happen during COVID, but in some, some countries, including Ireland, you talk about resilience, but the, the majority, I say the majority, but a lot of people went and bought toilet paper. And you kind of you kind of realize, okay, what's your priority here? Is it you know, it's you're not going for water, you're not going for food, you're going for toilet paper. Was it the same in the Czech Republic? Was 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 the same kind of kind of behaviours in the Czech Republic or were they going for beer? (laughs)
1: Yeah, I would say that many people went really for beer. Okay. Uh, <laughs> really, would happen, um, okay. and you know, it's it, this was like so interesting for me to watch how we are affected by this group behavior. Hmm. So, so this was for me interesting exper- uh, ex- experiment to to see how uh, how we are uh suspectable to to fears and to all catastrophic scenarios while some other people like many people around me they were just like happy that they have some days off and they can go to nature actually and they will they were actually happy so it was like I, I saw both of these scenario scenarios and and uh for for myself I was thinking like okay what I'm going to choose you know, it's yes. it's just outward experience and I cannot control what will happen around me. Like, uh, my, my brother's uh, wife, she's Filipinos and she was living in, in place where she experienced like earthquake every now and then. So when this hit you, you were just thinking, okay, am I going to die or not? Yes. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so, so, um, yeah, I, I think it's um, like our brain is so uh, so neuroplastic, and we can really by exposing ourselves to novelties, to challenges, and uh, to to work with where we put our focus to, like promoting new uh, new growth, new connections, so we can actually affect by these uh, experiences like structure of whole brain and our future. And, and we are, I think, much more resilient than, than we give ourselves credit to. And like the example that you mentioned, like we treat ourselves often very poorly uh, with our minds, with our mindset, uh, with with our food, um, with our emotions. So if I think for, for this, like, okay, we experience this, this situation what we learn from it what can we do better next time and where we can put our focus next time Uh, and if we practice one percent of all of this practice per day how can our life improve in one year you know if we just do little steps consistently and
0: mm. isn't it amazing though Michaela that you would wonder you know this is the thing I was kind of shocked by, as you said, like you know, the the, the girl who has the earthquakes, and yeah. you kind of wonder is she going to you know survive or not? But yet, but yet during a pandemic, certain individuals went for toilet paper, so you're you're kind of like wondering, as a psychology experiment, I'd be sitting there wondering, what on earth is is their life? Is it you know the priority is very different? You know, somebody in an earthquake. Is obviously ducking for cover. They probably want to get water and food, but then somebody else wants to get toilet paper. It's just very interesting. <laughs> it's very very it, interesting. It is.
1: It is. And and I think like this is really what we should like ask ourselves, like why we perceive this uh, this particular thing that we want to be safe about, and like explore what is what what are our needs uh in general uh and question ourselves and and i think like just talk to more different nationalities it's really something that change your perspective because what covid pandemic did was that it hold us in kind of bubble and many people were just stuck by newspapers or like tv and there were all this information that someone else was giving us right yes so it was even not coming from inside, like inside need, but it was like exposure to all the panic, oftentimes. And um, so, so I think, like for myself, it was just shut down everything and just live my life and you know be aware, um, be be aware of what I'm doing if I'm like really exposing someone. Right but, but, if I go to nature and I'm alone, like what's point of you know wearing the face mask and like doing these kind of things um, it didn't make sense to me, so so um, I just lived this way. you just lived your life, yeah, yeah,
0: got a question I wanted to ask you, so have you got any examples of like workplace resilience, so we have workplace. We have life resilience and workplace resilience. So generally, say for example, Michaeli, the the individual or the person who had applied for the job and they didn't get the job or they're having problems with a manager or a colleague. I mean, how how can they cope with that?
1: So that's uh, that's a really good question. it can be really overwhelming, right? Because you are directly in that situation and you have to think about your safety and uh, the paying rent is really real, right? <laughs> so very um, <Are> real <laughs> Yeah, yeah. so so what really helped me was to have that awareness that I cannot control other people. For the uh, like first at first place, but I can control myself and I can um, see other people as uh, coming towards me with good intention, no matter what the situation is perceived to be. But I'm thinking, okay, that other person has good intention behind any of activity that he's doing. So from that perspective, I was thinking, okay, that person has good intention, it's not good for me, Uh, so I can work on my boundaries, and I can just say that this is not okay for me, uh, because the other person might not know about it, Uh, and practice the triggers, how we react on things that trigger us, because that person maybe have different background, and he's not aware that he's communicating with you some some way that you don't like. Yes, So this is what I can control. I can control my reactivity to it. So if that person is communicating with me in a way that is not comfortable for me, I can like count until twenty because 10 is maybe not enough at that moment. So I count to 20 <laughs> and create a distance um, to, to give myself a little bit more time for reaction. And, and when I give myself a little bit more time processing it, um, then I can say like, hey, like I, I, I understand you and, and I, I understand this point of view. Uh, from my perspective, this looks like this. Is, is that what you are suggesting? Is that what you want to say me? Like, uh, let's work together. Uh, I think we are, you know, odd enough. So so how can we do it so we are both uh, happy? And sometimes we, we cannot do it. And sometimes we just will never be both happy. And then it's our act of bravery to make next step and to see whether this is actually a good environment for me, whether I want to stay there or whether I want something better for myself. And uh, I have to push myself and step outside of this comfort zone and, and change something. Either whole job, either whole lifestyle, either just break up, you know? Yes. It's also part of it, part of the game.
0: So sometimes I think, It's what you said is correct. It's you know, I've had in the past where I've had say colleagues in a different department and I need to get something done quickly. And they didn't understand or I felt they didn't understand what I was asking for or requesting. And it ended up kind of in disagreements or it, it it wasn't productive per se. And both parties kind of went away thinking, oh, that guy's an asshole, or she's this or she's that Mm -hmm. and it as you said correctly sometimes there's just a mismatch and you just you need that time out and it might be just a misunderstanding but I think it's trying as well to have you know that maturity and understanding to know that you know as me as an individual I'm not always correct and I'm not Mm -hmm. always right and as you said correctly Michaela there might be different cultures there might be different uh, yeah. under understanding of things, but it's just, it's just trying probably trying to be like the ants as you've you so nicely mentioned, trying to <laughs> trying to work together for the common goal rather yeah. than for the individual goal
1: yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. like for instance, like I had, uh like this experience where um i really not, needed to go to to bathroom at train station right so i went i paid the automat and i wanted to go there but uh the the cash was not working and then when i paid by car the doors were not opening up and i started to be like i'm, I'm getting frustrated <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah, because you have the, your need and you you want to do it right. So, yes. <laughs> so, so the the woman was running there, and she started to yell at me that like I am uh, rushing, and uh, when everyone else was able to do it, and I was not able, so I am wrong. And at that moment, like I could <laughs> very easily to jump into the 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 funny game of hers, right, and I could be reactive, but. I really paused, I, I, I had the urgency in me, so I was doing then what I had to do. And, and this was so beautiful because I had the gap between it. And later I came to her and I thought like, okay, I understand that you are frustrated by many people who are doing maybe difficult job for you. From my perspective, I did this, 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 and it need, did not work. So maybe uh, we can check the, you know, the machine, the automat, so it can work properly. And then she was laughing, and then she told me, "Okay, so it's it's good that we have laughter." You know and it yes. was totally different story it was like <laughs> it changed all the, the day for both of us she had good laughter and i was calm that i stand for myself and i kept my boundaries and uh, she what she will do with that information i cannot control but i felt uh, you know good that i said what i had to say
0: <laughs> yeah no brilliant absolutely um it's it's just it's just real life um, so uh, brilliant examples there, uh, Michaela, of uh, you know workplace resilience. Can I ask then what about? I always wondered this. So do you know when you you want a job so you apply for a job mm-hmm. and the job says you know urgently required, we need you know 500 people or 400 people and you you apply for the job and you get a reply and the reply says unfortunately, um, you did not you were not successful, mm. right? Mm. So my understanding now, the more over the years of applying for these jobs, is that sometimes um, the, 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 the company advertising the job might be just advertising it to actually prove they're in business, right? Or secondly, the company might be have an internal vacancy that they have to advertise. It's generally you kind of feel a little bit disheartened because you feel You have the experience you have the knowledge have the qualifications but you can't get this job and you're kind of saying well why so how do you how do you react like with resilience in terms of that situation where you know the company has said so in your mind you're thinking well this company says they're urgently requiring so many people but i have all the qualifications i have all the knowledge i have all the background but they've told me no how do you react to that?
1: Yeah, so um, this is a cool question, and I'm thinking about it from perspective. Like, first that came into my mind was that there is many possibilities in the world. Like, there are there is limitless possibilities. Um, so I would ask myself like why exactly I want to work in this precise company, why exactly I want this job. And if I really want it, if this is the best company ever, and this is the best job ever, and I really, really want it, just not give up and just try another time and do a little bit uh, better, think what I have done, uh, what, what can I try differently? Like to have that research perspective uh, or scientific perspective like okay this did not work so um, I might be maybe even not seen by the people uh, because they did not open the email maybe so can I do it somehow differently can I maybe call the person and ask for uh, you know some feedback and and tell that I am really uh, curious about it and this is why. So, um, what kind of skill set I should work on? You know, like uh, explore explore things. And if you find out that this is maybe um, just one one option, so you love the job, but there there are maybe other companies or other ways how you can actually do this job, the same job. So so, can you do it like different way? Can you start yourself? Can you uh, you know Google different companies, and and you might find that there is actually much better option and much better possibility for you.
0: Yeah, no, that's 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 great, uh, great suggestions. I mean, I remember a friend of mine years ago. I had applied for a couple of jobs, and I didn't, I didn't get, um, I didn't get the jobs, and mm-hmm. he he had said to me, um you know, sometimes he said, David, they are, they're actually doing you a favour. And I didn't understand what he meant by that. And I said, what do you mean doing me a favour? He said, well, sometimes he said, the company's not right for you. Mm-hmm. And they kind of know that already, because maybe you're not the kind of same personality or um, you might have a, a different way of doing things. And th- they probably see that and they probably think, oh, well, this guy or girl, they're just, you know, they won't be suitable for us. And they're actually doing you a favour. And that's the way I kind of look at things now. I know it sounds kind of easy when, when you apply for a job and you don't get it. Um, it's easy yeah, to say. the
1: rejection is so real, right? Yes. Well, <laughs> it's
0: easier to say to the companies. It's easier to say my brain kind of thinks now and go, yeah. ah, well, they did me a favor. They did me a favor. They didn't want me. So they did me a favor. So I just move on. But <laughs> as you yeah. said yourself, there's other ways of doing it. You know, you can you can reach out to the company maybe. There's so many ways of social media platforms. You can you can go the step further to show that you have an interest in joining that company.
1: Yeah, and I think here is really important to not fall down in this victim mentality mode, like to to think that, like, oh, I am feeling miserable because it didn't work out and now, what will happen, I will not find job any any soon, anytime soon. So so this is something that um, we just have to work through it. And the easy way how to do it is to, you know, shake, change the physiology of our body when our mind is struggling. So we can dance, we can uh, uplift ourselves with good music, we can do the exercise, we can do the cold hours. Um, we can, uh, you know, just just practice with, with the food as well, uh, like to, ch- to change some food habits and routines so we, we can start to rewire our brain. You can even try to uh, practice every day if you uh, brush your teeth just with right hand, you can start to brush it with left hand. And and watch what what is happening. How you start to think differently, and you start to think, oh, this is interesting. I haven't tried this before. And and then you with these little, little simple habits, you can then move it into these maybe harder issues. Yes. Uh, so so I would say like just it's it's practice and with mind. Like we focus on exercise on physical body um and i think we should practice our mind as well so so that if the rejection happens you should be happy you you, you should be like oh cool this is new experience yes <laughs> how how can i approach it like uh, this is this is new for me what i'm feeling oh. yes
0: or well, you're right because i think rejection is good because as you said yourself it's 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 a new experience you learn new ways of handling it and how to manage it later on in the future. Yeah. The, the thing I always remember, Michaela, is when a company, and this is just in relation to applying for jobs or workplace resilience, when a company, a company applies or uh, advertises a job or a position, I think you you mentioned there correctly, we need to rewire our brains that the, the company is a business and generally businesses are there to make money. So you don't take you don't get upset when you don't get the job because at the end of the day the company's there to make money you, you know trying to get it. and i think what happens is a lot of individuals when they apply for jobs or or they don't get it they they as you said to yourself it's like it can be like a pity i feel sorry for myself yeah. and yeah. but they, if they realize that the company wants what's best for them because they want they want money. <laughs> it's very simple. And if, if you can kind of rewire um, your brain to, to kind of get over that and keep moving forward, isn't that the trick, Michaela? You keep moving forward.
1: Yeah, yeah. Keep moving forward and think from this ant perspective, like what value actually can I add, you know? Like what, what and I give, what can I give to the people? So, so my job has then even much more meaning because I know that I want to work in this company because I want to change something in society, for example. And if I will be in, for instance, this research company and in the Lab, I can co-create something, right? Or Uh, like, I want to be HR specialist because I want to change HR uh, world and environment and I want, like, people will be treated differently and there will be actually not, it will be not only about money, but it will be also about relationships and how we feel and maybe it's time to think that we actually want to be in an environment where we can be vulnerable and we can through these vulnerabilities strengthen each other because we say that this is the issue and this is how we would like to solve it and whether it is possible. Because this is how we grow. This is when this resiliency happen from this bravery that we can actually express ourselves and, and tell honestly, like, this is the thing, let's talk about it. and And if we manage to do this, then like, we we are in this peaceful state of mind, and we are much more creative. We we are much more in the flow. Things are much more easier, and you know we we work together instead of against each other.
0: Yeah, no, that's that's, that's brilliant. There, there was I don't know if you ever seen uh, Michaela. There was a movie uh, that I like. I love. I don't know if you have ever seen it. It was the um, it was the Rocky Rocky movies. But mm-hmm. there was a there was a, a speech that. Um, Sylvester Stallone made as Rocky, Rocky Balboa in in the movie, and the thing he mentioned was he, he kind of it's so it's so um, motivating because it, it just keeps on saying keep moving forward, keep moving forward. So mm-hmm. that's how winning is done, he says. And it's 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 as you said correctly, you know, as we're changing our mindset, rewiring yourself, learning from experiences, and um, and and kind of. Do you think, as well, Michaela, like there's a bit of tough love? Do we need a bit of tough love in our lives to be resilient? Do you think?
1: Yeah, this is such an amazing question. And I'm like, I, I've been thinking about it a lot because for me, love is love and tough in, in a way, how I perceive it, is not going together. Yes. Uh, maybe it's my limiting beliefs, I don't know. But for me, it's love something much more. Uh, But what I think it's important is to have this brave love. Uh, So the brave love, how I see it, is to work through differences and expose ourselves to these differences and and, uh, express our own truth while we still keep connected to the other person, if if this does make sense, I mean, um, for me, it's it sounds easy when when everything is working and we agree on everything, so it it looks like everything is okay. But then again, there is this shakeup from outer, outward outward world, yes, or uh, there is a lot of stress, there is something happening, and then we suddenly start to see the differences that we react differently, we have different limiting beliefs, and we don't agree on everything. And I think this is what is important also to practice, to expose ourselves to different beliefs, to different um, mindsets, uh, and to see actually whether we can remain really connected to the other person even when we say things that that other person don't really like. Yes. You know, uh, for instance, for, for me, and and um, I don't want to talk about my clients, but for me, when I was, I'm exposed to coaching uh, through my coaches and my teachers, uh, it's it's not easy. It's, it's not that I would be like, okay, I'm open to growth and, you know, put it on me. I have also the resistance, so I know very well how it feels when, when you are resistant to uh, to expose yourself and to to see that there is actually something much deeper. And uh, and your limbic system is so smart. It wants to keep you safe and it wants to keep you in that comfort zone. And that's why it's so important to have that teacher or, or coach or, um, you know, mentor, who is challenging you in this way and and it's tough in a sense um, Yes. in in, in uh, what, what you ask about from my perspective it's that bravery because that person is actually exposing her, herself or himself to be in the position that i will not like that person which is one of our fears that we have um but he's honest he's doing the best that he can, he has good intention, and when I look at this from this perspective, I can remain connected to that person, and I can actually really open up and work together with him on this.
0: It, it's and it's yeah, Sorry, continue, Michaela
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, does it does this make sense?
0: Yeah, no, it does. It's it's. I think you said at the beginning of the uh, podcast is pretty much what what doesn't kill you makes you stronger, yeah. and. <laughs> it's it probably goes down to as well you know you mentioned as well the different cultural beliefs and sometimes one individual might have a way of of expressing themselves which might make the other person feel a little bit more insecure and but it's all about learning as you've mentioned it's all about training yourself um, and 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 uh, open yourself up to different experiences and, and you've You've said all of them during this podcast, so which have come across really, really well. So thank you very much for that. Now we're going to move on then to the business side, Michaela. So I'm on your website, and it's I'm being very nosy. It's uh uh, uh do we do, do we say www.now or do we just say HTTPS? How does it work now? I mean, did. did do, oh no, it's actually yeah, it's correct. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say the correct way. Https dot slash, slash. It's uh, a <laughs> Michaela And so how does it work then, Michaela? So if if say for example, I want to get in touch with you tomorrow and mm-hmm. I want to um find one of your services or have a coaching session, so how how does it actually work? So do I go to your website first or is it social media or is it LinkedIn or Instagram? So Okay, I'm the person now calling you up. So what do I have to do to get in touch with you?
1: Yeah, thank you, David. So uh, you can find me on socials, uh, on Instagram and LinkedIn. And on these web pages, you can just book a call. So we can uh, have first call where uh, where we go through, uh, you know, if I can be of any help for you. um, And if we find out it's... uh, that not it's also okay I have contact to many other uh, people who who I would happy to provide you with so don't worry to book a call and I have a whole program that is really beautiful and very holistic where we go through the food habits and routines and we address uh, also your needs so we can keep the routines and habits that you want to create sustainable uh, we work also through triggers to understand uh, the way how 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 you cope. Um, I have part that is focused also on on sleep actually sleep issues because this is something that can uh, that that also can be uh, practiced actually. So uh, and it can be like leveled up. Uh, it's about routines uh, around that we have around the sleep. Um, and uh, so, so it's very easy. It's very doable. It's step-by-step process uh, where you will be guided, so you will not feel overwhelmed. Uh, we also work through these issues that uh, that was mentioned here about the uh, building up confidence boundaries, uh, work through those uh, parts of ourselves that are holding us back. And uh, also in, in next spring, I organize actually very beautiful retreat where you oh, nice. will get uh, yoga practice and coaching and it will be also with cooking. So you will learn these uh, these things that I have in, in program practically in like very short time. It's for four to five days. Um, and I believe that like traveling is one way how we can learn and revive our brain. So so that's why I organized this retreat. Um, oh, well, so where I'm is the retreat, to...
0: Michaela? Is it a retreat in the Czech Republic?
1: Mm, so I have two options. One is in Czech Republic. There, there will, then this one will be later. And this first one on spring is in Switzerland, actually. Oh, wow. Uh, very, so, very nice. <laughs> yeah, it will be in nature, a lot of nature uh there my my friend who is uh, helping me with organization he spent 12 years in switzerland so he knows like very unique and peculiar things about switzerland so um it will be uh, really cool really cool and, and I'm, we'll, I am really excited about this
0: and will this be on your website soon the details for for the switzerland trip as well
1: i will post it definitely on linkedin and on socials um so stay tuned uh, it will be there and if you uh, you know book a call i you can sign up even just for mailing list and i can send you all the information in the mailing
0: well that's very good because i think a lot of people will be interested i mean the czech republic i know myself is is beautiful and um, mm. i think as well switzerland as well has a little bit of uh, difference to it so i think a lot of people are yeah. very interested in that so get that Get that out there in the advert world at the moment, Michaela. Get it out there. <laughs> People need to hear it. People need to see it. So what about, one question I want to ask you is, oh, actually, before I ask you this question, um, the sessions that you do, do you do, I know I know, you have the Switzerland trip and you have the the, the one in the Czech Republic coming up, mm-hmm. but most of your sessions are, can they be global online sessions or are they generally in person with the individual?
1: yeah so we have uh mostly online sessions we have also facebook group that you are connected with all the all the other people if you want of course so you you will not be alone um and uh then i have this retreat where we can meet and uh, go uh deeper into things um and and you are also in the group setting, so that's also uh, different modalities. So, so yeah, within the program, we work online, and then uh, there is this alternative, this retreat where we can fa- uh, meet face to face and work together, like really intense.
0: Brilliant. So, are you are you on all the social media? So, are you on Instagram, Facebook, as you mentioned, LinkedIn. Uh, where else is out there now? Twitter. Uh, are you on everything?
1: um uh, twitter i just logged in i am not posting there nothing yet. Okay. <laughs> but uh i have instagram there is dr michaela coach so you can find me there you can find me on tiktok uh you can find me on linkedin and uh i guess that's that's it
0: are you dancing on tiktok michaela
1: I'm not dancing on TikTok.
0: Sorry, I will
1: dance with you on the red reed.
0: Okay, no, no dancing on TikTok. Okay, fair enough. Not so yet. Not yet. not yet. You will eventually. Don't worry. Comfort. Everybody yeah. does it. <laughs> so, so can I ask then? This is just something totally different from resilience that we're talking mm-hmm. about today. So, you hold a PhD in cell biology, and because this is the well-being and career world, so in case somebody wants to get involved as a career, as a PhD in cell biology, what is what
1: is that? Uh, you mean, what does it mean to hop into this environment or...?
0: Uh, no, what, what does it involve generally to have a PhD in cell biology? Why, why did you do that?
1: <laughs> yeah, I was questioning myself so many times. <laughs> yeah um so so i mentioned that actually i was always uh, curious about growth and mindset and you know i always wanted to study psychology and um i did not trust myself and uh, I was um, like exposed to some limiting beliefs of my my family background. So uh, they told me that I have to pick the school that is closest to me and that is cheap, and um, I will manage to to uh, to finish it. Nice. And so uh, the the school that I found was um, there. There was this program uh, about social sciences and biology. Um, And that's how I started. I actually didn't want to study biology in the first place. I wanted to go to the psychology field and and stuff like that. And when I was digging into this program, uh, they told me, okay, there is actually not so much of psychology, (laughs) 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 politology, economy, and philosophy. So, um, and I, I just jumped on it and I found biology really fascinating. I really loved it. And, uh, you know, I I always loved nature as well. So um, I was studying and then my teacher told me, okay, these are tardigrades and they survive everything. And, you know, we don't know why and how they do it. And I was like, hmm. This, that's interesting i want to know more like okay. and did at, at, at time like there was like nothing known so much about them um and this was the only information that i got so i started really from zero point like totally from zero i even didn't know english well and there was nothing in my language written about them nothing uh, so i i was learning english i was studying i was reading all the manuscripts that were. Uh, quite hard to read at the time for me and um, I was curious and open to learn and that, that was all and I found like oh this is so cool and we can use it maybe for future because if they survive like such a huge temperature and low temperature and they couldn't survive open space conditions and if they don't have water their metabolism is stopping and they survived it for 30 years and I was just mind blown by this and I thought like, how can we learn from it? You know, What, what can we do with this kind of information as, as humanity? So, so my goal was to start to build up cell culture of their cells because there is no cell culture. And I was thinking that if we have the cell culture, we can learn more about the proteins that they have and how genetics does work and, uh, and what genes are involved in this process and in their resiliency. And I did not manage until now <laughs> to build up the cell culture, but I was starting by the small step. So before I started to work on the cell culture, I was thinking, okay, do the cells actually divide? Because in the manuscripts there was written that cells that does not divide. So the cell culture is not possible to do. And I was thinking like, okay but there's actually no real proof of it so I was thinking okay so let's test it and I realized that they that the cells actually divide uh, but they need specific conditions of, of body physiology to do so and it's not in huge in huge amounts so so step by step I re- I was going just through these little experiments um, and now we actually are uh, in, in the point that we know that they have very specific and unique proteins that if you transfer these proteins into human cells, these cells are more um, resistant to radiation, which is like mind-blowing, that you can just, you know, have some protein that, that really um, enclose DNA. So it helps DNA to be protected against the breaking down fascinating stuff (laughs) yes yeah so so who knows where we will go with this um so and and i wanted i i'm saying this story because i started with zero information with zero knowledge with with nothing Uh with totally nothing i didn't know how to do it i didn't know what i should do i have zero information so only thing that I actually had was this curiosity and kind of just keeping myself in joy and joyful mindset. Like
0: yeah, yeah. And it, and I, you had resilience as well, Michaela.
1: I believe so. Yeah. <laughs> I, believe so. I practice a lot.
0: <laughs> I think you did. but So if anybody, I mean I have no idea about what a PhD in cell biology is. But if you're looking to get into cell biology and you're looking for to get a PhD, get in touch with Michaela because I'm sure she'll be more than happy and delighted to give you all the information that you need as a career um, uh, in in, in that area. So all that's left for me to say is thank you so much to Michaela Chernikova. And she has a website, it's MichaelaChernikova.com. When the podcast is approved and released uh, onto the website... And social media, uh, I'll put all the links in for Michaela so you can get in touch with her on her uh, social media platforms. Um, and as she mentioned, in the coming months or spring, there'll be a couple of new retreats, one in the Czech Republic and one in uh, Switzerland. So thank you so much, Michaela, for chatting with me today on the uh, Wellbeing and Career World podcast.
1: Thank you so much, David. It's it's really a pleasure for me and I would like to add just like if you don't want to join the whole program, but you really want just like mentoring on this academic environment, like also feel more than welcome to book a call and I will be more than happy to, you know, help you with this.
0: Yeah, no, brilliant. Um, yeah. Get in touch with Michaela. She, she, is, the, uh, she is the example of resilience. Thank Thank you,
1: David. Thank Thank you so much.